0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us?
1: Hello everybody and welcome back to another one of our loan watch features and today I'm absolutely delighted to be talking about somebody that I refer to as the Biggles Wade Baggio and because we're going to be talking about the big man himself Keenan Davis who's obviously gone on loan this season to Nottingham Forest and has really really kind of torn up trees there there's uh, and it's great for great for us to see that but I'm not going to do much talking about Keenan Davis today because I obviously haven't seen him tear up those said trees. And the reason I said he's torn up said trees is because he's been – at Forest. And if you can get that colloquialation, if you can get that connection there, if you didn't need me to spell it out, well then you should be in Mensa. You're a really, really intelligent person because it took ages to get between the two. But as I say, I'm not exactly, I'm not going to be talking too much about Keenan today. I'm delighted to be joined by Rich Ferraro from the 1865 Nottingham Forest Premier League podcast, I might add. Uh, And I'm and um. Uh, Rich and the guys are part of the Sports, or sports Social uh, Podcast Network as well as we are. And uh, I'm just delighted to chat to you guys. But I suppose really, have you finished celebrating yet, Rich? Uh, uh, look, I mean, you have had the experience of, of
0: winning promotion, but you were doing it after like a season or two away from the top flight. For us, it's been 23 years. So um, let's just say that the whole city feels on a high. Uh, the... The mood amongst the fans is incredible. The sun's come out. You know, it's, these things, these things happen and and it is just football
1: on one level, but it just creates such a good mood on so many others. Absolutely. And it's good to have you guys back in the Premier League because, and I know a lot of people say it and it seems very much like blowing smoke. And, and to be honest with you, I've got two mates who are, I know two people who are Nottingham Forest fans. Died in the wool. I'm talking 30, 35-year Nottingham Forest fans. And one of the guys is actually a Forest fan even longer. So, um and, and i always said i always used to say to them is look it'd be great to have you back in the premier league so that we can c- the two of us can sing champions of europe you'll never sing you'll never sing that at, at fan groups and uh because yeah. long enough we've been kicked and trod upon and you know and 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 and, and probably ridiculed by uh Teams who've had who have had relative success within the Premier League but never reached that pinnacle. And I know we did it what 40 we did it 40 years ago last year. Uh Forrest did it, what was it, 41, 42 years ago? 44 um, years ago the first time and 43 the second. <laughs> 44 and 43. Um, you know, even though it was that, you can never take it away from us. You can never take it away from two very historic and great clubs. And um yeah, I suppose let's let, let's touch I suppose, on the actual current Nottingham Forest iteration at the moment before we look at Keenan Davis because you know, things were looking great. And then all of a sudden, Mr. Cooper arrives with his uh with, with with his uh with his hold on and 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 completely and utterly transforms Nottingham Forest by good coaching, by good coherency, and by I suppose really just like doing what he needed to do with the pair base that he had in front of him. Yeah, I mean, let's let's be honest, OK, so in
0: modern modern football management, there's two or three elements. One is coaching, two is tactics, three is man management. Um, and let's be honest, four is PR. And And yeah. Cooper hasn't put a foot wrong with any of those. Coaching, the players are looking as well coached as we've seen them for years, probably since Billy Davis was in charge. Tactics, I've not mm-hmm. seen another tactician like him probably since Paul Hart was in charge, which is 20 odd years ago. Um, man management, second to none, the players are absolutely loving life and he's made players who were on, you know, being, uh, written off as being downright average. He's made them into, into players who look like they're at the top of their game. Ryan Yates is a great example. He didn't score the goal on Sunday, but what he did is he was the man who, who forced the own goal. He wouldn't have been in the 18 yard box, um, eight months ago, it wouldn't have happened. Oh. So so these things make a big difference. And PR, genuinely, I haven't heard an interview with Steve Cooper since he's become the Forest manager where he hasn't bigged up the fans, he hasn't built up that relationship and he hasn't made it sound like he absolutely loves Nottingham and Nottingham Forest. And, and I do think that there is... He's either the greatest con artist of all time, or he genuinely loves the forest.
1: <laughs> and you need to be a bit of a con artist to be a, to be a, a, a Premier League manager, I think, in a lot of aspects. So uh, he'll be he'll fit in very well in the top <laughs> flight. But I think that's really interesting, and and that's going to actually form uh, forms a really good platform or a good foundation, I suppose, really, for when we do talk about Keenan Davis, because by all accounts, Keenan Davis is just the nicest guy you'll ever meet, and he's just a sponge for information. And yeah, look. He he doesn't. He didn't score as many goals for Aston Villa, but literally, you bring him on. And he was doing dark, like absolute, you know, Trojan work for Villa. He was played out wide. He was being played up on top on his own when he wasn't even fully formed. And as a player, I think you know it, it does stand to reason that if you've got a leader of men or somebody who can bring people along, like Steve Cooper obviously has done this season. You know, you mentioned people like Ryan Yates, Jed Spence. Play mm-hmm. like Neil Warnock basically sacked him off from from Middlesbrough and, and essentially said he didn't have the, the the stomach for the fight. Jed Spence is now going to be playing uh, playing Premier League football and he's probably and I know we don't want to talk about players leaving at Forest. I don't want to, but like he's been talked about with 20, 25 five million pound pound moves. This is a guy that Middlesbrough knew had talent, but were probably not willing to persevere with him, or he didn't have the manager who could put the arm around the shoulder and coax that extra 10% out of him that he needed. So that's a really good foundational piece that you mentioned there about Steve Cooper and, um, and and also, I think this is topical. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday, the 2nd of June. It's not going to be going out today, but we'll be going out in the, in, uh, in the near future. But we've just lost Michael Beal in our coaching staff, and we're looking to replace that kind of coaching aspect of tactical management, uh, off-field kind of uh, preparation and stuff that, that somebody like Steve Cooper brings. And when we look at his CV, literally before he got the Swansea City job, he was coaching 16-, 17-year-olds. Yeah, absolutely. And you you can tell, you can see the difference he makes. He makes
0: established professionals do the things that they can do really, really well. But the young players, he can really get them doing, you know, doing things that maybe they didn't realise they could do. Um, one thing that's obviously a bit of a balancing act is that sometimes some of the younger players uh, who were would have been maybe on the fringes, have had to wait their turns. So we've had two or three youngsters coming through in defensive positions. There's a lad called Riley Harbottle, Finn back. Um, some of those players who, who were just on the cusp of being on the first team picture. And they've had to take a step back because if you're in a promotion push, you need to rely on established characters. That's, that's just the nature of the beast. But then you look at the fact that Jed Spence 21, Brennan Johnson's only just turned 21 last week. What a birthday present for him to go to Wembley again. Um, and we've got that that core of of young talent, um, as well as the players who've come through the academy system already, like Worrell and Yates, who are sort of 24, 25 years old, who are now hitting new heights that they wouldn't have been able to otherwise
1: yeah and as i say uh, you never kind of write off a write off somebody if, if you're if you're good at coaching 16 17 year olds and and, and you think you can and, and if the the man is meets the measure of being able to translate that from his own natural abilities and his communication styles into the adult game you know it just goes to show he is the poster boy for um for for i suppose somebody taking a chance on him and and hitting the jackpot really from and look he needs to have sustained success i think that's important as well when we're talking about him and i don't i don't disagree that he won't have that because he's he you know what you see on the field from him is quite in, 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 intuitive and and it's different but uh, as i say you know, somebody uh, took a chance with him at Swansea City, and now Nottingham Forest are reaping the rewards. And look, there's a lot of good managers who've stepped in the door. A lot of managers who've had big name recognition stepped in the door there at um, at at Forest, and and basically couldn't get out of their own way. Um, so fair play to Steve Cooper. Before we go on, and, and I know I'm I'm taking up a lot of time here as well. Give me a three a thirty second overview of 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 what this the the ownership structure is at the moment. Because by God, you have gone through about forty million owners and ownership structures and and th- since you since you guys got relegated
0: yeah so right so let's talk about what it is at the moment so the club is owned by a greek shipping magnate called evangelos <laughs> marinakis he also yeah. owns olympiakos in greece yeah. and when he came in he appointed a new chief executive who's his right-hand man he also appointed a chairman who's a london-based lawyer who's moved to nottingham a guy called nicholas randall and Nick Randall came up with this statement at the start saying, what we want to do is improve the infrastructure of the club. We want to get Forrest into European football in five years. Now, we've hit the five-year mark and we've just hit the Premier League. And I think it's fair to say it's been a bit rocky in the meantime. Mm. Crucial things that have happened. Last season, they realised that the chief executive wasn't working. The chief executive is still on the board. He's stepped aside and the chief executive is now a guy called Dane Murphy. Who's an ex American soccer player? And um, he retired early from the game and he's been in football administration. He was the the chief executive at Barnsley. He's worked absolute wonders. The recruitment system has has been overhauled. Also, things off the pitch. Forrester got Cat One Academy status. They have plans in place to build a new stand because our ground isn't going to be big enough to hold hold Premier League matches next season. So we need to rectify that, whatever division we're in in the future. And and also just lots of off the pitch stuff like Forest in the community Nottingham Forest Women being um, an established um, you know established team so for all it's taken a lot of kind of ups and downs to get there it does feel as though there's a lot in going in the right direction and of course. Talking about managers and indeed club hierarchies, one of the things that's, that's always the big million dollar question is that uh, it's all very well doing that when you're a division below. It's when you're faced mm-hmm. with sustained pressure from being in the top flight. That's when that's when you kind of really know how
1: well things are going. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a great point as well to be uh, you know, thankful for what's happened already and that we've kindly got promotion. But you know, now the rework starts. Can can you sustain it? Can you grow the ground? Can you grow the fan base? Can you grow the entities, as you mentioned there, Forest and Community and the Forest Women's piece? That is That brings the community feel to it. And very much like Aston Villa, you know, you're going to be relying on the community feel for this club. You're not going to be relying on Tourists coming in from from wherever to to fill maybe fifteen to twenty percent of your stadium every week, or some in some instances forty percent of your stadium, uh, which of some teams we will not mention. And um, you know you're gonna you're gonna need to have that stat, that colloquial local neighborhood feel to towards that that football club for your continued success. So I like what you got what you mentioned there as well. And we're completely off topic, but I think it's important to to talk about that stuff when we are looking at you know fallen giants that are now getting back on their feet because God knows we. Were were there as well ourselves until very recently. So let's talk about the main course of the day. As I said, the Biggles Wade, Baggio, Keenan Davis, big boy. Um as I say, played a lot of games for Aston Villa um prior to to, um, to his loan move. And and things like injuries, things like needs within the team, things like, like um his own injuries as well really curtailed his development. And he gets his first loan move at 24 years of age. And it turns out to be a massive success. Well, I think it turns out to be a massive success because we saw things. I, I ended up watching Lords of Forest and I was like going, oh my God, I never saw Keenan Davis do that ever before in his 80 games for rest of Villa. Talk to me a small bit about him. What has he brought to your team? What has he brought to your club? And what are the views of the fans on him?
0: Okay, right. So when he was first signed, obviously you look at the stats and fans were a little bit sceptical. But then as soon, just two days, he was the first signing. I think they announced him on the 2nd of January, maybe even New Year's Day. Mm. And two days later, he was playing against Arsenal in the FA Cup. And obviously Forrest won that match. And we weren't expecting him to play because we're thinking, well, he's not played any football for ages. He played 60 minutes and he got in a fight with, uh, you know, I think it was Rob Holding, like an established Premier League defender on his debut for his new club in the championship as an underdog. And, uh, and so straight away we're like, okay, there's something here. And then um, just the, like you say the style of play he's so powerful but he's Mm -hmm. also got a really good touch he has got pace which is not something you expect from someone of his size and build and the way that I've talked about it a few times and I've been on a couple of other podcasts talking about it as well is that in a very very bizarre way he reminds me a bit of watching Ryan Giggs in the 90s because Giggsy then completely different stature super skinny but what he had is with close control and this ability to run with the ball, whereby you just couldn't stop him. You you either had to yeah. take him down or you just let him run past you. Now with Keenan, taking him down is even harder because he's just so, his centre of gravity like is below like the yeah. ground. Isn't
1: yeah. It? yeah. I said he's a bit like Anthony Joshua. He's a bit like a boxer, you know, so it's very difficult yeah. to take him down. Oh, and I would also add in there
0: that he's, he's clearly, you know, if you're a young man with a fantastic physique, he obviously loves getting his kit off. Because uh, when we beat Sheffield United in the semi finals, there's a pitch invasion, the players went down the tunnel, they came back out, and some of them had already got changed. Some of them would, like, obviously, hastily put some kit back on. Keenan didn't bother, he just walked around in his kex. Um, and then for the uh, parade on uh, Nottingham's council house on Monday, he took his shirt off, threw it into the crowd. And then there's actually footage of him about to take his trousers down. And you can see Jack back,
1: um just going, no, not the trousers. <laughs> Somebody had to talk sense into, into, into poor Keenan. But no, that's, uh, as I say, uh, I, I'm going to be really honest as well. But what you mentioned about, about some of his, his style of play, um, what he was asked to do with Villa, he probably wasn't allowed to show, showcase that, I mean, specifically within the Premier League. Um, a lot of the times, balls were being hit at him 90 yards into the sky, and he was expected to do wonders with them. He was coming back, he was thrown in, he was never given time to recover from injuries. He was always that in-case-of-emergency-break-glass type of player, yet he was breaking down with injuries himself, and, and you know he wasn't getting the goal. So, you know, obviously... People were beginning to say, "Oh my God, they're bringing on Keenan Davis. He's never going to score a goal. That's going to rescue a situation." And I suppose all those conflating situations can can lead to it. But it's interesting that you say things like close control. He was never given a chance to, or he was never on the field long enough to be able to demonstrate that. Um, he but like he scored a goal last last season for us. Oh gosh, I can't remember who he scored it against. It's after completely. I think it was against Fulham. And and like he just bundled it in. It was like it was literally almost like as if he scored a rugby try um, mm-hmm. when he bundled it into the back of the net. And what I'm getting at here is not to denigrate his, his abilities or what we what we would have seen from him in like 87 games. But to just show this when you're given license to perform in a way that maybe other people didn't think that you could do, take the ball down, turn with it. Like, he was never allowed to turn with the ball at Aston Villa. He was, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Steve Bruce actively told him, Never look at the goals. You're not allowed to look at the goals. You're only there to let the ball hit off you so other people can come in and take it and then score the goals. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. But you're seeing him, um, you know, grow. And, and, and that's under the Steve Cooper model, I think, which, which is fantastic. Um, he obviously played like, quite a good, good number of games 21 games, five goals. What do you think he, do you think he brought the best out of other players? Do you think like the likes of Brendan, J- um, uh, oh gosh, Brendan Jansen, do you think that he he brought the best out of guys like him or younger players that came up through the, through the through the ranks? Um, I've got a couple of bits to that
0: answer. So the first thing is just in relation to what you said about Steve Bruce. Obviously, we had Chris Houghton, another old school manager mm-hmm. before that. And the biggest problem is if you're a striker in one of those teams, you're so isolated because the rest of your team is sitting so deep. So that's going to be and it, it makes it a thankless task if you're the forward. And we saw that Lewis Graben, who obviously has been our main man up front for years. Yes. We've seen him look completely different under Cooper than he did under the last couple of managers because he's got some support there. And with Johnson, with Zincernagel, with the fullbacks pushing high, it means that if you're playing up front, you've got options there. And that brings me back to Keenan. So has he been working well with the other with, with the kind of the other players in the team? Yes, yeah, so Forest play a 3-4-1-2 formation. So you've got Zinkernagel in the hole, which is ostensibly a number 10, but occasionally a false nine role, with Keenan on the left-hand side and Brennan on the right, which means that there's a good forward press. And it means as well that Keenan can dip into the channels or he can go inside and there'll be cover for him. And then just as importantly, the other thing that is, you know, you're talking about getting the best out of players and I'm talking about... Getting that support, the goal away against Blackburn Rovers. Um, if you're listening to this, filler fans, check it out on YouTube because Keenan got the ball inside his own half, he slalomed through about five defenders, all of whom tried to take him down. At one point, he fell over, slipped over, got up in one movement, and then poked it through to Jimmy Garner, who was running through from midfield, who cut inside, put the keeper on his arse, and scored. And that I cannot think of any other player that I've seen playing for Forest for the last probably 20 years, he could have done that. He's, he's He reminded us very much of Kevin Campbell in his heyday, and that shows how old I am, that I'm going back that far. But he also scored a goal against Reading that was Collymore-esque, and I'm talking Collymore. In I was just about heyday. to
1: say Collymore. <laughs>
0: yeah, where he just shrugged off the defenders, went through, and then put in this amazing finish. Um, And also, I'll add in there that Lewis Graben, when he was out injured, he couldn't play, but he was apparently giving Keenan finishing tips. And you saw that the week that they, they talked about that in the interviews, he then scored two goals against Reading the next match. So
1: that's really interesting. You mentioned Lewis Graban like that because they would have obviously had previous when Graben was here on loan and um, mm-hmm. when we were in the championship at, at Villa. Villa fans loved Lewis grabbin We really wanted to take, take him, take him permanently, and, and obviously we didn't. And much to your uh to your uh, affection to him that he's now gone on and, and been a, a mainstay within your strike force. Um I suppose I've got one little, uh, two, two smaller questions I think that I want to I want to ask before we finish up. And number one is, what areas do you think that maybe were a, a, a glaring kind of weakness of Keenan Davis or things that you think he should still probably work on? Would it be the finishing aspect of his game? or um, Maybe not. I wouldn't say the finishing
0: because he has obviously been working on that. But I do think there's times when, because he pulls out wide, he may need to work on getting into the box um, okay. and, and, and yeah, that Reading game was a case in point because we scored after, I think, 10 seconds. And that's because Forrest put the ball down the right hand side. Spence put the ball in and Keenan was actually there on the six yard line. So to be a complete striker, you need to know when to make that entry into the box.
1: And I think my last question that I'm going to have for you is uh, 15 million has been bandied about for him. Um what do you think about that, Price? Do you think, like, would Nottingham Forest take him back next season? Like, is he is he going to be welcomed back with open arms? Do you think you should sign him on a permanent deal? Because who knows what the situation, the striking situation is going to be at Aston Villa next season. And uh, the opportunity could be there to make him a permanent deal. Yeah, I mean, I would,
0: because I can't see. It sounds as if Steven Gerrard is going to have a bit of a spending splurge. you got Watkins and Ings and... I don't think he's going to rely on players who are already in the ranks to kind of bolster those. I can see that he will sign, you know, a big name striker to play alongside or instead of Watkins and Ings. Um so 15 million actually in the modern market for a striker with that kind of goal record playing in the prem- with you know playing in the championship with Premier League experience. I think probably sounds like a reasonable price, and I think Forrest would be willing to pay it. And and if it was down to me and it, I had the money, then yeah, I would.
1: Uh, interesting, because like I th- I know a lot of Aston Villa fans that would have let him go on a free prior to this, and they've completely yeah. had their. Uh, and that's not it. Like that's just the re- re- the reactionary nature. I think of statistic- when you look at oh, he doesn't score goals; he can't be very good. Like who's to say he couldn't turn out to be a Joel Linton type, where Joel Linton just becomes prime bloody. I don't know, you name your your marauding midfielder when he gets moved back into midfield. But I suppose really what I'm thinking about here is that a good loan deal can really open people's eyes to the aspects that a player has, even at 24 years of age. So that's really interesting. Uh, Rich, I-, I took way too much of your time um, today. I know I apologize. I said I'd only take 15 minutes and we're up after 20 minutes. So I really appreciate um, the insight that you've given on both Nottingham Forest, Steve Cooper and uh, Keenan Davis. Uh, for everybody that is watching, as I say, if you want to have a second team in the Premier League, no, I have to say Premier League and uh, Nottingham Forest, the 1865 podcast, Premier League podcast is, is the one for you. And, um, you know, if you want to listen in to see what, what it's going to be like when we play you guys next season, what 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 they expect, that would be uh, great. And as I say, Rich and the guys are part of the Sports Social Podcast Network as well. Um, Rich, can you tell the guys where they can find you as well on social media?
0: Yes. Yeah, so our Twitter handle is at Notum, N-O-T-T-M underscore forest. And uh, you can get all of our all of our links at link.tree at Uh, slash notum underscore forest as well or if you're not sure just
1: go to 1865.football and that takes you through to our sports social page Excellent, wonderful stuff. Once again, Rich, thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. And um, thank you so much to everybody who's watched this. Could you please give it a thumbs up? Could you please subscribe to the audio podcast? Could you please give the guys and and the and on the eighteen sixty five podcast uh, a, a twist as well? And um, for everybody, it's uh, I know you're probably going to be listening to this after the bank holiday weekend, after the longer weekend in the UK. But if you're celebrating that and you're and and you're uh, thinking of doing stuff, do it safe, do it healthily. And until the next time, all that's left to say is up the villa. Podcast Network.